0: Hey, teachers, today I'm going to give you five keys on how you can respond to dawdling or reluctant compliance. I know you've got kids in your class that when you give an instruction, it's like the world goes in slow motion. And they might get it done, but they definitely don't do it at a pace that you would like. And sometimes they don't do it at all. (music) Welcome to the Karma Classrooms channel. I'm your host Tarun Stevenson, where we are all about helping teachers establish and maintain positive behavior in the classroom. You can catch us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, or your favorite podcasting app. So make sure you subscribe and follow so that you don't miss any of our episodes. All right, here's the latest episode. Let's get into it. Okay, the first key to dealing with dawdling or reluctant responses to your instructions is this. You need to be on time and organized. If you don't take seriously time schedules, you can't expect your students to do the same. We all know that children learn by mimicking and so they will watch the adults in their world and they will mimic or they will copy the behaviors of the adults. So if you are a teacher who tends to turn up late, who tends not to get things done in a timely fashion, who tends to be chaotic, who tends to be disorganized, what you are are inadvertently doing is you are communicating to your students that you don't have to take seriously rules, instructions and schedules because I can't get myself organized so how can I expect you to be organized? So the first key is this, you've got to make sure that you are an organized person and that you stick to schedules and you stick to time frames, get to class on time. Don't be late from the staff room. Get to your duties on time. And I know things come up, but as much as possible, you've got to model a importance of timely response and importance of urgency when an instruction is given and you model it by the way that you behave and the way that you conduct yourself according to schedules. All right, the second thing is this. You've also got to prioritise the importance of listening to your students when they need to talk and don't just be dismissive. So if you've got a student that really wants to engage or interact in the classroom... Of course, manage the way that they talk. Don't let them call out. Don't let them just talk unnecessarily. But you need to give them opportunities to talk and you need to pay attention to them and actually show them that what they're saying is important. I'll tell you why. Because if you don't value what they're saying they will not value what you're saying. You see, good leadership, and that's what you are as a teacher, you're leading in the classroom. Good leadership is always about demonstrating a willingness to hear and listen to the people that you're trying to lead. In the classroom, you need to demonstrate a willingness to hear and listen to your students and show them that you care about what they care about why because you want the same from them you want them to listen to you you want them to give you attention when it's required you want them to place value and importance on what you say well the way you do that again is by modelling by doing the same for them so of course manage talking manage uh, conversation in the classroom so that it's appropriate but always don't be dismissive don't shut conversation down if it you know maybe is inconvenient for you find ways to give them an opportunity to talk and also don't be too quick to jump on kids who are doing something and dismiss what they're saying without hearing first maybe they did something in the class that you didn't approve of or you didn't like, but you don't know the full story, if they're trying to tell you their side of the story, be willing to step back and say, okay, I'll hear you, but then you need to hear me. If you want kids to listen, you've got to be a listener yourself. All right, that's number two. Number three, you need to give lead in time. This is especially important for boys. Boys very much get engrossed in what they're doing and you know they don't ever grow out of this. I mean, this is a problem I have. My wife will be talking to me about something... I'm very engrossed in what she's saying but if she changes topics sometimes I don't change with her because I'm still thinking about the first topic we were talking about boys in your class are like that and maybe some of the girls are too you've got to give lead-in time if you're changing tack if you're changing activities if you're changing routines or if you're changing direction you've got to let them know that it's coming up okay five minutes we're going to end this task then I want you to pack up and we're going to get ready for the next task or in two minutes time you need to be finished with what you're writing and we need to be uh moving on to our reading activity give them lead in time because that will give them an ability to prepare themselves mentally and be ready to follow the instruction when you give it rather than you just saying okay pens down we're changing well some of your kids won't be ready to change and they will become the reluctant uh or delayed compliance, they will become the kids that don't follow your instruction immediately. So that's number three, give lead-in time. Number four is this, you need to clearly establish your routines and your schedules in your class. Your kids need to know what's coming up in the day, what's coming up in your Lesson, so that they can actually be mentally prepared for it. Surprise, surprise, what kids are thinking about is sometimes not the stuff you're thinking about. What kids care about is sometimes not the stuff you care about. And so if you want them to care, you've got to at least let them know what's coming up. And so have really clearly established routines and schedules so that it doesn't come as a shock, it doesn't come as a surprise, and they are going to be more willing to get on board in a quick and timely fashion. Uh, What is very helpful, helpful especially again for boys and also for children with autism or ADHD is to have visual cues for their schedule so have some kind of timetable for the day that has very clearly up on the board every day you know session one this is what we're doing session two this is what we're doing so they can visually manage themselves throughout the day by looking at that visual calendar and also you enforcing that routine for them and number five is watch your pace Uh, When my eldest son was only five years old, I picked him up from school one day and I was in a hurry to get somewhere. And I, I, I was getting a little bit agitated and a little bit grumpy because he was fumbling with the seatbelt. And I turned around to him and I said, will you please hurry up? We have to go. And his response was, I'm trying, Dad, I'm trying. But as far as I was concerned, he wasn't trying hard enough. He was just mucking around. And my mum, who happened to be in the car, and uh, injected a bit of wisdom into the situation and said, uh, what you find easy, he is still learning how to do. Sometimes as teachers, there are things and activities that we find so easy because we have been doing it for so long. One, because we're adults. But two, because we've been teaching the same thing over and over again, we forget that for somebody learning it for the first time, it takes much, much longer. And sometimes we need to pace our lessons and we need to pace our instructions in such a way that we account for the deficit in learning. Don't expect them to move at your pace. Don't expect them to think of answers as quickly as you can think of answers. Don't expect them to respond in an activity as quickly as you can respond in in an activity because their delay may not be because they're refusing an instruction, but it may be that they don't quite grasp what you've said yet, or you are moving at a pace that's too fast for them. So manage the pace that you teach and you give instructions and that you expect responses and understand that depending on the age and depending on the ability of the group that you're teaching, that they will have a different level of response to what you might be able to do. So that's our five keys for today. How to respond to dawdling or reluctant compliance with instructions is the first one you need to be on time and organised. when you value schedules and you model the importance of timeliness uh, for your class they will follow it uh, second one is be prepared to listen value the importance of what they say so that they will value the importance of what you say third thing is you need to give lead in time give give warning before you change the activity or you give change the instruction fourth thing is clearly establish routines and schedules Maybe have a visual schedule so that they can reference it. And the last one is watch your pace. Remember that as an adult, as a teacher, you are way more experienced and way faster in most activities than your children are. So don't be have unreasonable expectations of their ability to respond because you may just disappoint yourself. I hope those five tips have been really helpful for you. Uh, I'm Tarun Stevenson for Karma Classrooms, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you got a ton of value out of that. Don't forget to like, comment and share with somebody who you think will benefit. We've got a range of online courses, workshops and also bespoke training for schools and teachers. So if you'd like to find out more, click on the link karmaclassrooms.today and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and your favourite podcasting app. Until next time, I'm Tarun Stevenson for Karma Classrooms.